destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't. I asked if you were ready and you were like, yep, <laughs> sure. And then. No, I'm you're ready. doing this again. I'm here. I'm ready. I got the mic on, I got my headphones on Hello my head. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this as many times as I have to. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, close enough. I don't want to have to do this for two hours because that's what it'll take to actually get a proper response from you. This How are you is doing, a week Larry? where we fine. It's a week where we finally have things to talk about, and you're just here like groaning your way through life, gorging on candy corn like a freak, <laughs> eating shellac. It says on the bag, it's shellac. It's confectioner's glaze, Larry. That's the proper term for In it. Parentheses shellac. Yes, that's the scientific term. Just swallowing some varnish. Why not? Yeah, I'm going to pour the yellow dye number six and number five and red three directly into my mouth. <sighs> swirl it around like a wine taster. Well, you don't swirl it around in your mouth. Hmm. Larry, what have you been swirl playing? it around on a glass, like stick your nose in there like a freak. <laughs> Smell the essence of candy corn. That's right. Count Olaf dipping his nose in the wine. <laughs> oh, this has undernotes of gelatin. Hmm. Mm. Sorry, I'm still just looking at the ingredients on the back of the bag of candy corn on my desk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Larry, have you been playing video games? Yes, I have. What? Have you been playing video games? Yeah, video games are back. Finally, a little bit as good as I, we're gonna get this year i suppose uh, yeah oh god well what is what is even out next month i don't know but i don't think uh, like know, anything it's actually a fairly good start of the year and then a whole lot of nothing sure and now it's back now it's back yeah uh let's talk about the grand theft auto definitive edition all right here we go it's the definitive edition. It does not it's get better. Yeah, yeah, you can't get any better than this version. This was the way they were always meant to be played. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this was Dan Hauser's original vision. <laughs> uh, he just, they didn't have the technology back yeah. then to let you see a completely static shot of CJ's head in first person while riding a quad bike around. That's right. The PlayStation 2 is just incapable of allowing your car to get wider and wider the more you wiggle <laughs> it back and forth down the road. It's probably the best bug in this whole thing. 
And I kind of like people just like falling through the ground after failing a mission. That's pretty oh, good that's too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've just been watching a lot of stuff with this game. The rain effects is probably one of the absolute worst oh, I have seen in video games, bar yes. none. Like even putting aside the weird like transparency issue where it, it likes to like make water clip through it somehow. Yeah. Uh, it just looks terrible in general. But there was one clip I saw where it was like clipping through like an underpass or something. So it was like just going through yeah. solid objects and continuing to rain on you. Oh, yeah. It'll go through tunnels and everything. Turn your headphones down, by the way. Oops. So um, I was playing San Andreas uh, because it is on Game Pass. And for a while, I was like, well, this is like kind of janky in weird ways, but it's still it's OK. Mm -hmm. it's not terrible and then the rain effect hit and uh oh boy yeah have fun trying to navigate in that especially if it's <laughs> yeah. night it was especially bad because on the radio it was playing a i love a rainy night by eddie rabbit and i was like poor eddie would be spinning in his grave if he saw this happening i think you probably have like a better view of the distance in silent hill than you do when it's raining in the definitive edition maybe this uh, this shares a lot in common with the silent hill hd thing. that's yeah i was going to bring that up like as far as completely busted like hd remasters remakes whatever goes like this is up there with that silent hill one it is that, that one phenomenal how terrible it is the silent hill one at least has somewhat of an excuse because apparently they completely lost the source code for it sure um and so they were operating based on some weird like beta version that doesn't really explain why they but like comic sans for the signs but other things you can kind of get how it happened sure okay we'll explain guitar hank uh, <laughs> well so okay the thing that's speculated there is that it's using ai upscaling which causes typos but i don't think that's actually the case no uh, because if that was the case it would not have like changed the fonts and it wouldn't have removed the background stuff from the signs yeah i not to like defend rockstar because god knows they have enough money that they don't need some like weirdo on the internet with a little podcast defending them but the thing with the silent hill remake or not remake but a uh, remaster was that people i guess like just put a lot of blame on them of it being a very lazy job like they just rushed it out there but then later on it all came out that well they didn't have access to anything like Konami was not really working with them I suppose it could be a similar thing with Rockstar. Maybe they just did not have access to like huge chunks and elements of those games somehow. No. Like, I don't know. I, I think that there's probably an interesting story to come out later about what went wrong with the thing. I mean, what went wrong with this is that's the same studio that made the mobile ports. Uh, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, never mind. Then that's it. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Um, they just changed their name. Uh, which it, it's also very telling that Rockstar did not buy them despite like using them for the stuff uh, mm. because obviously they're aware like they're not that good, not worth buying, yeah. but apparently uh, cheap enough to hire to do this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess the first warning sign is they announced this game and then they were like, yeah, it's out in like a couple weeks. Well, more than that. Uh, no actual game footage 
Yeah, just no trailers. review, no review codes being sent out to anybody as well. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, it's weird because from the trailers and stuff, like people were very up in arms about the character designs and stuff, and really, those I don't think are the problem here. No, it's basically everything, everything else. else. Yeah, yeah. It's the and entire yet, rest of the game, and yet, even with all of these issues. I feel like the updated aiming and controls probably still make them better to play than the old ones. Yeah. At least for 3 and Vice City. Like well, San Andreas like still controlled like they updated it somewhat, so that might still be a better version if you just went back and played the PS2 one. I I would still wonder if maybe there's just a mod that exists already that makes those games play like modern video games but then like rockstar is so infamous for going after modders for literally anything yeah that's the thing they uh shut down a bunch of yeah. mods uh before this came out so even if there is one out there that fixes the controls i don't know if it is still out there or if rockstar managed to find a way to scrub it off the internet like i've not bothered to look into that yet i don't know but... But yeah, like there there were already people like touching up assets and like redoing character models and stuff. And of course, you know, they would get cease and desist letters from Rockstar and just get strong armed out of doing those mods. Did all this happen since last time we recorded? Uh, all this GTA stuff? Yeah. 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 No, it Man. kind of blew up over the last week. It's been it feels, a hell of a week. <laughs> it feels like an eternity because I was just yeah. thinking, like, did we already talk about all this? Because it just seems like it's been going for so long. No, well, you and I have talked about it in private, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but yeah, I don't think we talked about it on here. It, I'm not sure there's really much else left to say, though. I mean, it's a hysterically busted port. I'm fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. I kind, I want to, I kind of want to buy it. Don't. Uh, also, the performance is very weird. Uh, if you go look at the Digital Foundry video, like. It's such a mess that they're splitting it into separate videos for each game in the trilogy. Yeah. And uh, at the at the time of this recording, only the Grand Theft Auto 3 one is out. Uh, that one, though, is kind of notable because it rains so much in 3, and so you get a whole lot of that terrible rain effect. Yeah. Um, well, didn't they also bring up the point that like if you want to play this thing at like 60 frames a second <laughs> you have to get the ps4 version and then run it in like performance mode on the ps5 yeah and the ps4 version in performance mode is like 860p or something right yeah it has a weird like resolution to it yeah Man, so fuck? I, i've well, playing it on series x on in performance mode it's yeah it's okay most of the time, but you'll get like these really weird like moments of slowdown for no apparent reason. Like at least if there was a bunch of stuff happening on screen, I would kind of understand it. But it's yeah. just like driving around. Like there'll just be like two seconds where everything starts chugging and then it goes back to normal, and I have no idea what that's about. I wonder if it's just having trouble loading something. I mean, yeah, that's what you would think. Except like. I really shouldn't with the SSD stuff, but no, of course, none of this. Like, it, it should not be having issues anyway for a PlayStation 2 game, even with new textures and stuff. Well, I think my favorite thing about this, speaking of it shouldn't have issues because it's a PlayStation 2 game, is how fucking awful this runs on the Switch in particular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, it goes without saying, of course, 
if you stack performance up between all three consoles, Switch is going to come out on the bottom every single time. But a fucking PlayStation 2 game, like, even though it is just, like, scaled up and they've remastered assets and stuff, they should all run, like, fairly comparable. There's no reason a PlayStation 2 game should run this bad to begin with, let alone substantially worse on just one of the consoles. So the Switch version also, I think, actually does look worse than the PS2 one because like it's got these updated visuals except scaled down so much that it actually ends up worse Mm. it it looks really really bad switch keeps on winning yeah we'll we'll get well switch might have some issues with pop-in and other things which (laughs) we'll get to yeah we'll uh, get there um yeah i that was one of the things too with like the PC version is like the the launcher doesn't work. They had to remove it because yeah. apparently like hot coffee is still in there along with like music <laughs> that they don't have the license to anymore. Which yes, that's so great. They yes, they disabled the music they didn't have the rights to, except it was just disabled in the game. The actual files were still in there, yeah. and so at first it was just the launcher was not working, so people couldn't play it. And then they removed it from sale. And then they're like, oh, okay, now we are just disabling people from playing it on purpose because we need to remove this stuff. Yeah. Ah, it's great. But then it's, they all, also, it's all great. But then they also removed like the versions of those games that existed on PC yes. to begin with. So they they wanted this to be like the only version of 3 and Vice City and San Andreas that exists on each platform. So by removing those original versions of the game from PC, you're now stuck with these absolutely busted versions of them, which is beyond fucked up. And now that they've also disabled access to the games entirely. And they also, though, they already did that with San Andreas in the previous generation. Because the only version available was that mobile port. God. Don't you love digital-only storefronts? Isn't it great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's all great. It's fantastic. My my games can become rare at any time, except I am not able to then sell them on eBay for ridiculous amounts of money. On the other hand, though, now you can buy Otogi 1 and 2 digitally on Xbox. Oh, I take it back. <laughs> instead of paying over $100 for physical copies on the Electronic Bay. Never mind. Digital storefronts are the best. I love them, actually. <laughs> Sometimes. There are times like that when they're very useful. Well, uh, Jump Force, that was another thing that, like, just recently they announced they're shutting servers down and also delisting the game. (laughs) Nothing of value was lost. No, look, I'm all for games preservation, uh, just not for Jump Force. That shouldn't exist. Like, didn't new DLC for that just come out? Uh, I think they announced stuff that will now not come out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone loved Jump Force so much. Of course, they had to have like a mm. whole big roadmap of DLC that they were totally going to do. Oh yeah, Danny Trejo is going to be in it next. That's right. They paid him two hundred bucks. That's the problem. Like, they accidentally made the Danny Trejo content go live, and you could like have him beating <laughs> up Yusuke Urameshi, and they were like, "Oh no, this was a mistake. We're going to have to shut down all the." Ser- it's like Tron. See, he's in there. They have to shut the servers down completely and trap him. Look. Jump Force is going like Freakazoid. Jump Force is going away. You won't be able to play Jump Force anymore, but might I interest you in this asymmetrical multiplayer Dragon Ball game? Yes. Cuz I'm sure that won't be busted. Of course not. It'll be 
I'm sure it will be perfectly balanced and not frustrating <laughs> at all. Uh, considering Oolong can shoot you in the face with a bazooka from like half a mile away, apparently. If you thought it was annoying getting a flashlight stunned in Dead by Daylight, well, get ready for <laughs> seven other players that can stun you. Oh, it's going to be I a am, mess. I'm genuinely excited for Dragon Ball The Breakers, and I want to get in on the closed beta because it is going to be such a fucking mess and I, I need to experience it at its most broken i love that they had to call it the breakers um, because you can't just call it dragon ball breakers yeah i the, the the one unfortunate thing about this is i canceled playstation plus oh and no so, yeah i'm probably not going to be able to get it on the closed beta because of course i can't play this on my pc so that's a bit you of a bummer be able to, uh, can't you play free-to-play stuff without it Oh, I don't know. So you might be able to. Yeah, I guess I just kind of assumed that I would not be able to because Sony. I think I think the issue was you could play free to play stuff without PlayStation Plus, but not without Xbox Live Gold. But now you Mm. can. I might have to look into that after the podcast because that would change uh, everything. (laughs) (laughs) It would change my life. (laughs) That's right. Everything is fine and good now because I'm able to play Dragon Ball The Breakers. Uh-huh. Um, Remember, yeah, when, I, wasn't there a game called Ball Breakers like for PlayStation 1? Had the guys that kind of looked like Hack and Slash from Reboot? Uh, I'm not sure. It's not ringing any bells for me. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, the, the GTA trilogy thing is something that when they announced it, I was interested in. Like, I would love to play those games again. And then just seeing everything surrounding them. I'm, I might have these games downloaded to my PC in some capacity and an alternate means of playing them that I'm sure would be better. So Probably. Yeah, I'm maybe not going to buy that. Yeah. Larry has looked at Ball Breakers and has confirmed <laughs> that yes, See, it I is exactly it. as he described. <laughs> I remembered <laughs> the game Ball Breakers for the PlayStation. Rated E for everyone. Uh, by by coincidence, from Take Two Interactive. Uh, it's Bill Gates' favorite game, Ball Breakers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm just gonna make that the art this week. I don't care. <laughs> what else have you been playing, Larry? I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei V. It's five. No, it's it's V. No, it's actually five. Uh, it stands for like uh, for victory. Uh, it's a uh, you know it's a whole. They're going for a thing. It's V. Oh, the main character's name is it starts with a V. Nahabino yeah, right. starts with a V. No, it, his real name is Vinny. You have to read the like side <laughs> comic that they made that they put out that they get the real protagonist name in. Uh huh. Vinny yeah. Pastrami. <laughs> That's it. I see you've read it. I don't know why you were asking me that question. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've also been playing SMTV. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. No, I'm actually, I'm liking it a whole lot. Uh, although, yes, there are performance issues in that game, which then makes me go back to that same drum that I've been beating of imagine this game, but it was on an actual console. Why? I I don't understand why Shin Megami Tensei is like a Nintendo exclusive franchise now. I don't either it's like except for like people keep saying like why isn't persona 5 on switch like every other shin megami tensei game is exclusively on nintendo platforms 
Yeah, the only exception to that was Nocturne. And and that even gets a little bit weird. I guess with like Nocturne it was they've already I mean that was a while ago. I no, mean like from from like first, DS so... on. Yeah, it's I get that like SMT 1, 2 and if those were all Super Nintendo games. Um I think the original Megami Tensei games they, those were also on like NES. Uh, well, like uh, Soul Hackers was on Saturn, I think. Had, sure, uh, it, it was after that 16-bit era, though, that they then kind of branched off and started putting out games on other consoles. Like, you have SMT9 on the Xbox. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why it's then, like, flipped back over to the Switch. Or not well, the Switch, but to Nintendo. I don't know if, like, Nintendo is bankrolling some of this. I don't know that they necessarily maybe. would need to. I mean, the weirdest part was how it was almost exclusively handhelds was the thing. Yeah. Um, like, other than... Because uh, he had Strange Journey on there as well, and then I think oh, that... Oh, yeah, the like, uh, Double, Double Survivor. Hackers. Yeah, the Soul yeah. Hackers remake. I was thinking, um, other than Tokyo Mirage Sessions, like, that was the only, like, console one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that, like, th- that predates Atlas getting bought up right sega didn't have them at that point so i wonder if it was just cheaper to produce things for handhelds atlas was just in that position financially where maybe that is all they could really afford to do maybe outside of persona which they probably knew would sell a whole lot better so that could you know that's a project they could probably spend more money on could Um, be i don't i don't really know like I'm, I'm glad that this is a fully 3D SMT game again. It seems to borrow heavily from Nocturne in particular, which is a huge like plus to me because I did not care that much for SMT four. Uh, I liked it well enough. The I guess the main thing though with the handheld ones was it never really bothered me that they were handheld because um, they played to the limitations enough. Like they were mostly 2D. Yeah, uh, for the most part, like with sprites and everything, and so you didn't have the game like chugging while moving around on Overworld or something. Um, sure, but else so they were fine. The thing with Ford Me was that it was way, way, way too story dense. I guess like going back and replaying it well, recently, I got the game for you, Shimagami <laughs> Tensei Five, which has almost no story. Exactly, that's why I'm loving it so much. Um, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> no, with, with SMT4, I went back to that recently, and it was remarkable to me how I could take an entire trip from the city I'm in over to Las Vegas, and I would still not be done getting tutorialized through shit. Still like it thought that Minotaur? No, I still didn't get to Minotaur. And so, like, that game has as much story in it, it feels like, as the opening of a Persona game. Except yeah. Persona's way better about getting me like immediately invested in its worlds and its characters. Uh, whereas SMT4 just does not click with me at all from a story perspective. And then like it's not helped by having some of the most garish demon designs I've ever seen. And like I get it. It'll probably upset you and it will upset uh, JR because the guy who designed all those designed a bunch of stuff for like Common Rider. Like he's a big Tokusatsu monster designer. And so there's a lot of stuff in those games that look like it comes from a tokusatsu, but it just does not do anything for me when I kind of go to SMT for very specific aesthetic design for the demons. Yeah, you like gotta I, see Petra with his little donger out. Yes! Don't... 
take away his dong. I need to see his dong. It's the only <laughs> way I know it's a true it's SMT. Well, good. I pulled out my magnifying glass and I did confirm that, yes, he has his dong. <laughs> um, no, like uh, Satan's design, I think, is the best example of that in SMT4 where he's this weird, gangly, bald guy. And like, I, I want my I want my Louis Cipher where he's in a suit and he's got long blonde hair. Mm. And he turns into this like six six winged demon with blue skin. Like that that's what I want. Oh, you got that in this one. Sure do. Um, Surprised <laughs> to see how early he shows up. Yeah, it's just like, hey, guess what? Here's Lou. Yeah. Uh, hey Lou. Say hi to Lou. Hi Lou. Uh, <laughs> no, not like that. You have to show respect. <laughs> uh but yeah, well, I, I would also say in four's favor that the extended intro does make it way better when you get out of there. It's like, oh, this is like ruined post-apocalyptic Tokyo. Like it makes that reveal better. Sure. It just, I don't know. I, I think that was the first SMT like mainline title I played after Nocturne. And so that probably colored my opinion of it too. <laughs> you mean four was the first one you played after three? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go back. <laughs> well, Larry, wow. I, I, I could have gone back and played one and two. Yeah, like I those were translated that. at that point in time. If I really wanted to seek them out, I could have played those. But I did not. I just I was a good boy and I wasn't pirating anything yet. And so I just stuck with That's what was true. released. Um okay. but I think that might have colored my opinion of it a little bit because like what clicked with me with Nocturne was that it is much more atmospheric than it is it like inundated with story. It's, yeah. there's so much more game in Nocturne is kind of the main thing. Like they dump you out into that like hospital really, really quickly and just kind of let you go at it. Like as soon as you get out in that world, you can kind of just do whatever you want. Like it's more gameplay focused than it is story focused. And five feels very similar to that. Like I think it takes maybe 15 minutes of story and then you are just in dot. Yeah, it's really fast. It's yeah. just like talk to your team your uh, classmates a little bit go into this tunnel bam yeah you're in the netherworld uh just this guy's meet, uh, been carried off by an angel just me this kid does i will just freeze frame on him we'll show his name uh parentheses phil lamar underneath that <laughs> man so did you also change to japanese voice acting no i just stuck with english terrible yeah, well, you don't hear the little fairy going na na na, na no, na I... every time. <laughs> sure, I that's pretty good, but I also like her just like going over to where an item is and like saying something threatening for some reason. What? Yeah, she just oh god, what does she say? Oh, I can't remember. She like says a threat whenever she like sees an item. Like she's going over to start a fight with somebody. It's weird. I don't know if like they put an audio file in the wrong place. Cause like, but, yeah, that is weird. Like she, she just makes that no 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 sound yeah. when I do it. Like spoilers, you fight her later on. What? So I wonder if like a stray voice line <laughs> made its way out of that fight and into like a different part of the game. I don't know. Maybe it's weird. Uh, so my issue I had with the English VA was very early. Uh, I got sick of it because they love to pronounce things wrong and put the wrong emphasis on the wrong words. Like they are just cold reading a script. And so I called you up to say, does the English voice acting ever get not bad? And you're like, 
Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, I think my exact words were, did you download the Japanese voice pack? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Uh, And I did before I started, because I suspected that might be an issue. Although every other one I've just played in English and haven't had problems with it. Like, this is very uncharacteristic for the series. Have a terrible dub. I know that you didn't buy the DLC, but I will confirm that they retained... Oh, the... Okay, well then, good news. The Fiends all have their voice actors from Nocturne. Okay, I won't hear it. Yeah, unfortunately, you won't get you won't get a uh, Randy Savage Hellbiker coming at you. <laughs> but guess what, motherfucker, he's back. Well, the thing is, I didn't play the remake enough to hear those either. Oh, terrible. Hellbiker in English is the greatest thing. It's the, oh man, the whole reason they dubbed that game was because someone knew that they could get a Randy Savage impersonator to play <laughs> Hellbiker. They're like, oh, it'd be real weird if we put that that in here, but we didn't have anybody else voice acted. Select the negotiate option for me. Just goes, I'm not Tolkien, no. The Fiend stuff is interesting. They just drop markers on your map. You have to go find them. You're hunting the Fiends. The Fiends aren't hunting you. They do it right at the beginning, too, just to try to trick you into going to fight Matador at, like, level one. It did trick me into doing that, although I made sure to save my game before I went over there. I I mostly was like, there's Unlike no way that they're things. putting this here for me to fight him immediately, right? I need to I need to see this dude party wipe me in one move. Yeah. And he did. So something nice about the game is that it does give you warnings when there's a boss fight or a stronger demon or something about to show up. Sure. Uh which that's, uh, that's true of many SMTs though. Like even, you know, persona 4 before you would go through a door with a boss who would tell you like yeah something powerful is beyond this door oh yeah yeah but this considering it's kind of just open areas and you can just sort of walk into it it's also pretty useful um sometimes the uh the invisible line you need to cross is not exactly clear or it's sooner than you would think Although, on the other hand, there are demons that appear in each map that are intentionally way over-leveled for you yeah. and are usually tied to subquests, and you can absolutely just accidentally run into them. Uh, well, yeah, if you're dumb and not paying attention. So so two of them, yes. One of them, no, because one of them is flying and will just swoop down and get your ass. Oh, I know. I saw it on the mini-map. Like, that's kind of the weird thing is that every enemy is marked on the map. Sure. So I'm basically just playing it like Metal Gear Solid 1 just staring at the map the entire time but i so i had that one swoop down and get me on like a uh an overpass like i was just trying to run through it and he managed to just clip me from an angle and he almost wiped me out i managed to run away and then i went into the menu to heal everybody and that causes your character to kind of like hang for a second when you bounce out of the menu so he got my ass again (laughs) cool yeah hey quick question is there any downside to using the um return pillar no that's it, weird like ab- that's... abuse it liberally that's a very good way to go complete a side quest and they get like much closer to where the subquest yeah. like uh giver is to turn in the request yeah it didn't seem like there was any sort of like no there's not drawback but then it also seemed like that's too good like to just be able to freely use whenever no, you just freely use that whenever it it's it's kind of useful because there's definitely been 
so in like gameplay trailers and videos and stuff, they showed that there are these like little orbs of Magasuhi around that restore MP, HP, and build your Magasuhi gauge. In the videos Which, they by showed the way, for is that, limit break basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, in the videos that they showed for that, they showed those in abundance in the game world, and so it seemed like you wouldn't really have to worry about going back to a save point to heal up. Uh, pretty sure they had it on casual mode because in the actual game, those barely appear anywhere on the map. And when they do, they restore like a penance. So yeah. they're not even really pittance, worth going. By the way, pittance, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're not really worth going out of your way for, though, is the thing. And you still really need to go back to save points if you want to like properly heal up. Right. Uh, but by giving you that pillar, like you're able to go back to a save point at any given point in time. So there's been a lot of times where I'll get like very far into an area. I'm like completely depleted on MP. I will not survive the trek back, but I just like hit the left button and the left bumper and then go right back there. So it's no big deal. Yeah. So I, 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 I like that. I'm not just like waltzing through this map, constantly healing up after every battle though. I was worried that would be the case with the uh, Magasuhi stuff. Mm-hmm. But it turns Love out it don't matter. <laughs> nope. It's worthless. Uh, the, uh, the other thing, though, is I found, until I started selling the relics, because I thought there must be something you would use them for, like subquests or something, and nope. people might request a certain relic, I was just, like, constantly out of money. I was, ba- like, I was John yeah. Mulaney screaming, Nabohino needs money! <laughs> because well, i'm like i don't have enough to recover any of my characters yeah because like, demons ask if you like nothing. way more yeah they do that too yeah and I'll have something like 10... out of the compendium costs a ton too oh god yeah it does uh yeah i'll have like ten thousand maka on me and after like one round of negotiations i'll be out three thousand of that because mm. like the demons will ask it multiple times where i'll i'll negotiate with one who takes a grand from me and then i screw up the next step and he leaves and so then I got to talk to his buddy and his buddy immediately wants a thousand Maka. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I've been depleted on money quite a bit in this game. It feels like a real push pull with your, with your cash. I'll, I'll get up to 10 grand and then I'll lose it just as easily. And yeah, whenever they ask for HP, I'm psyched. Like, yeah. yeah, sure. Take it. I'll well, except, it. except for when they get you down to one and then they call the deal off and immediately attack you. <laughs> that hasn't happened. It hasn't happened to me either, but like every time they draw me down to one, I just like my asshole clinches and I'm like, oh, I really need to get this next bit of dialogue correct because I have not yeah. saved in a while. Um, which also that's on me. You should be saving all the time. You have no reason not to save all the time. Like the save points are relatively close to each other. Uh, I'm on the second map right now and it seems they are much further spread out. But that first area you're coming up to like they call them ley line founts. Mm-hmm. You're coming up to them all the time in that first section of dot. Also, speak of money, though, and a nice thing is that the uh, vending machines that spawn the relics that you can sell for money respawn. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure if that's basically on the real world clock or in-game time. I'm not uh, sure. But it seems like every time I've gone back to play the game, they have respawned. So yeah. it might be like actual real-time clock. Uh, yeah, it's, and so it's I a... just like go back to the beginning of that area and run through because at this point everything just runs away from me anyway, and yeah. so I can just like grab all of the stuff, get oh, some I, cash. I love that, by the way. I love when the Jack Frosts are chasing you, and then you get strong enough, and now you chase the Jack Frosts. Yeah, they just run away from you, screaming. First, I get Jack Frost on you. 
Did I get Jack Frost on your friend? I found King Frost. Nice. He's just hanging out in a warehouse. I apparently can't fight him. I just ran up and talked to me. He's just like, oh, gee whiz, it sure is hard keeping this whole area cool. And, and that's, that's a it. subquest. It's uh, gotta be. I am. Um, I'm not high enough level to create Pyrojack yet, though I do have the perfect uh, d- demons that are like past their prime. Jack the Lantern in this game. Yeah, show respect. I don't like that. Uh, also, you will just find Pyrojack. him as a you'll you'll find him fairy as a fairly common encounter in the second area. So you yeah, might just want to like not fuse for him. Why? Well, I was just gonna fuse like a stupid like Sandman and. I don't remember what the other one is, but there were stuff I like out leveled. I'm not using anymore. Sandman, Sandman's not stupid. Be nice to Sandman. This one is. He helps you get He's to sleep. Lobby. He uses Bufu, which you need Mine for Hydra. He uses Zan and Mazan. Oh right, I think I used an essence on him or something. Probably. Uh, which that's a that's a whole new thing for this game. So in uh in four, you were able to inherit uh, skills from your demons as part of like the fusion process or something. Oh no, it wasn't fusion. It was three. it was whisper. Uh, when they leveled up, they would whisper to you, and you could then transfer skills over from a demon to you. In three, it oh, was yeah. the uh, worm that they put in your head, and so you find different ones, and those give you different skills as you level up. In this, yeah, it's kind of Hama. yeah. In this, it's closer to four. Uh, but what you're doing is in certain battles that you win or items that you find in the world, you'll find an essence of a demon, which has all of the demon skills and stat affinities. And then you can either apply certain skills you want to the Nahabino, or you can instead apply the stat affinities to the Nahabino. So if you're coming up to a boss who spits fire all the time, you can make Nahabino resistant to fire by putting like jack-o'-lantern's essence onto the Nahabino. Right. And they just keep dumping these on you. <laughs> you can only hold one for each demon, but you have an unlimited stock for the total amount of demons in the game. Uh, so I've gotten to the point where I keep finding essences for certain demons I've not used the essence for, and it will just like not let me pick it up at all. Uh, so I've been trying to like switch it up fairly regularly, at least with the affinities. Like if I go into an area and I start noticing a bunch of Jack Frost, I change my essence, I'm resistant dies. That kind of a thing. Uh, there's no reason not to use them. They give you plenty. I guess so. You can also use them on your other demons. So if you want a Jack Frost that also has his, like, Zyunga, then that's what they say in uh, Big Bane Theory, Zyunga. <laughs> yeah, that's how you say it. Not Zyunga, either. Zyunga, sure. Zyunga, uh, like, we're instituting BDS against <laughs> uh, the Jack-O-Lantern for this one. <laughs> um so uh yeah you you can't um change the demon's affinities with those though only yeah. their abilities yeah. and then another new thing is the skill uh potential the system yeah which is basically um it, they don't explain that like at all in oh, this which is kind of weird uh but in the upper right corner, if you go to stats, you'll see like a plus one, plus two, whatever, or sometimes minus one, minus two on all the various like uh, elements, including like physical uh, ailments, support, stuff like that. Um, as far as I can tell, what these do is, one, it will increase the potency of like attacks, but it also reduces their MP cost if it's yeah. high enough, which is probably the most useful part of them. 
Yeah. Um, and so I think that's also sort of the main effect if it's on the support thing, like if you're using buffs and debuffs, because as far as I can tell, it doesn't seem... Of course, it doesn't give you like specific stats either when you use those. It's just like defense lowered. And so I don't know if the plus one I have is actually making it lower the defense more or if it's just reducing the MP cost. Oh, um, yeah, I'm not sure if it lowers their defense more or not. I don't think I it does. Think it, it doesn't, I don't think, because those are just set on like tiers. And yeah, you can only lower an enemy it, three times. Well, it says, like, lowers defense by one rank. But then you will end up finding skills for certain demons where it will lower those by, like, two ranks at a time. Things like yeah. that. Like, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one... Oh, God, I can't remember her name because it's some weird Japanese name. But, like, this doll that's made out of hay, and, like, she has a skill that heals, like, quite a bit to one party member, and then will also raise their, I think, defense by two levels. Okay. Which seems ridiculously good to have. Yeah, it does. <laughs> So I rolled around with her quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I think that like the yeah, unique like, for, skills for example, and stuff my, my um, angel has a uh, recarm, which resurrects one person and uh, yeah. gives them half HP, and that's at like plus two. Like, yeah. I don't think it would give them more HP. It would just yeah, reduce the. I'm not sure. I think it might just be MP, but I guess the, yeah. the gray area you get into with that is like, okay, well, if somebody's using like Augie and it's plus five, would that still do more damage or not? It does. And then, that okay, I think it does, does for okay. attacks and things. Because uh, when I fought the first boss, I had a lean on Sidhe, or however you would pronounce it. It's probably something weird like Kate Sith, where it doesn't sound yeah. anything like it's pronounced or like it's spelled. Um, And she has like Mudo plus three, and though that was doing like 110 damage or so to the boss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the way that this game kind of structures. It's, uh, it's overworld, I guess. I, so I'm a little, there's four main areas in the game and I don't know if that's it or if you're going into like actual dungeons in between some of that stuff. Cause with the opening area of dot, it's almost all just what you would consider to be the overworld. And then when you get to the end of that, it does take you to what seems more like a proper dungeon before dumping you back out into the second area. I was surprised I did not go inside down. Tokyo Tower. Like, that seemed like that yeah. was where it was leading. And then I thought so, like, too. Oh, you get there and then just keep going. Yeah. You do go inside of the uh, diet building, but only very briefly. Like, there's not much inside of there. But the next place after that is the school. And that is built more like an actual dungeon. Uh, a very, very, like, plain, boring dungeon because it's just a bunch of very long hallways and stairs, but you're still inside of an area with, like, a very, like, focused goal that you're trying to get to. Okay. Uh, the boss for that also is ridiculously easy. It's, like, easier than the all the other bosses that you fight up to that point. <laughs> like, I'm not easier sure how you could possibly lose it. Easier than Pazuzu. Uh, uh, who I was grossly overleveled for because I couldn't <laughs> find Pazuzu for the longest time. How can you not find him? It marks it on your map. You talk to the mermaid, and then it's like, oh, it's because, over here at the pool. Because when she gave it to me, I hadn't even gone to Hydra yet, and so I didn't realize that was something that you had to beat Hydra and kind of loop around that area for. Uh, I okay. thought I was just somehow totally missing him on the map somewhere. I didn't realize his marker was, like, over here in the dark where I couldn't quite see it. 
Hmm. Um, but yeah, when I got up to him, I beat his ass. Just went wild on him. Yeah. I still well, haven't like, turned I... that quest into the mermaid either. I forgot to do that. <laughs> he, um, she doesn't give you a whole lot. I think she gives you like three grimoires, which are like whatever. Mm. Uh, yeah, but those but are yeah, good if Pazuzu you want to get a, a skill on a demon real quick sure. that you need to level up for. Especially when you just like freshly summoned, I suppose. Yeah, I've just been yeah. saving them. Because I feel like that's something you're going to want when I, you're higher level. All, that's my inclination too, but then everything about this game just makes me feel like they want you to really use your items in this you one. You get so many revival beads. Yes, you do. <laughs> like compared to like every other Shin Megami Tensei game where they were very rare. They were just asked, like popping out everywhere. I was asked for life stones at one point. Like a demon wanted five of them. And then when it came up to show me my total number, I had like 50 and I didn't realize I had picked <laughs> yeah. up that much. So I was like, yeah, fine. Here's five. Whatever. You want more? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pazuzu was pretty easy for me because I had changed my affinity to fight uh, Hydra because a character tells you like, he spits fire and poison. So I was like, okay, I used a, a daemon affinity uh, to make myself resistant to fire and dark. And then yeah. Pazuzu just tried to mudo me constantly and wasted his turns. I had that with the second boss where I put on resistance to uh, Zahn. And for whatever reason, she just kept targeting specifically the Nahabino and, like, nobody else. Yeah. So that went very well for me. Um, but yeah, I I think, like, the one item you really do kind of want to hoard are the ones that will get the Nahabino just, like, at the exact amount of XP to level up after the next battle. Because yes. I feel like that's going to be more important when you start hitting, like, level, you know, 60, 70, 80. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Although one thing that does bug me about this game, when it goes to the experience screen, you should see the bar move up so you know exactly how much experience you're gaining on top of what you already have. But you get such a minuscule amount for most fights that by the time it loads into that screen, the bar's already gone up. Yeah. So that you really only see it go up when you complete quests. Yeah. Get XP from those. You should be seeing it go up every single time. Is my point though? They should have it staggered so you, it doesn't actually start counting it until that screen is like fully loaded in. Because otherwise, it's been a little tough for me to tell, like, oh, is it really worth fighting these, like, Jack Frost? Is this actually, like, making the bar go up a fair amount? Unless I'm, like, really focused on remembering, like, oh, it was at this point after this battle. Let me get into another one. Uh, it's, it's, it's always it's, worth fighting Jack Frost. No, I don't like the way he says he-ho all sad when you beat him, like he's confused by the concept of death. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> I like finding the little memen throughout the world. Those guys are my favorite. Yeah, I love my little cool. memen buddies. Uh, they give you glory, which, if you don't know, glory <laughs> is a currency in this game that you spend. Uh, it's like the app store in SMT4 where you buy different um, like enhancement upgrades. Yeah. So if you want to increase your party stock, you would spend glory to do that. If you want to, uh, that's like one of the only ways the Nahobino can get like plus two plus three stuff to his like elemental affinities is by buying those as upgrades uh so like those are very important so i'm always on the lookout for memen because they give you that stuff uh, it's and also I also... just very funny that rescuing these little freaks gives you what is explicitly said is the glory of god as yes. like <laughs> as a currency just yeah. finding some little freak with a busted head like hanging out in an abandoned <laughs> hospital 
They're just sitting on top of shipping containers going, ooh, shipping containers. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love the little weird way that they speak. I love that, like, Gustav sent them out to go find, like, human crap because he likes to collect that stuff, but they're bad at their job, so none of them found anything, and now he needs you to rescue them. It's awesome. like, I hired all these meme outside of this Home Depot. <laughs> and I need them to go find me some fucking cans and, like, bottle openers and... These dipshits, I don't think they speak English. <laughs> Gustav's great, too. Just like a weird little lanky goblin man sitting yeah. on his high, his little high chair on his pile of gold. Yeah, he's a Ferengi, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I love him. Gustav's the best. Uh, I like Sophie a lot, too, but I do miss my boy Mito. Yeah. I wonder what Mito's up to. I wonder what Mito's up to. That's right. <laughs> Anytime Mito's not on the screen, people should be asking, where's Mito? I I kind of have a theory about that. So what is the last thing that you've done in the game? I'm curious about where you're at. Uh, Killed Pazuzu. Ran a oh. little bit past that to the part where there are like a bunch of bicorns running around. Okay, so you were not at the diet building. No, no, I had to go back and get all the relics from the vending machines to have money. Larry needs maca. <laughs> I need to summon. <laughs> so I have to make a high pixie. Get out oh. of my way, fellas. High pixie's good. Although I recently fused her for something else. I can't remember what. I went on a bit of a fusion frenzy. Bill Gates' favorite game. <laughs> you just like High Pixie because she looks like Annie Lennox. Yeah, no shit. You don't gotta tell everybody that. All right. They already know. The loyal listeners of this podcast can piece it together themselves that George loves Annie Lennox. Um, Who doesn't? No, I, I fused her away for something, but... Uh, I hypothesize that this game is connected in some way to SMT3 in particular, and there has been some stuff in this so far that has made me think that that could possibly pan out, but I'm still not willing to commit to it. Okay. The, so have you looked up at the sky yet? Yeah. Well, what's Kagasushi doing up there, man? I don't know. The giant, like, uh, crystallized ball made out of hexagons and stuff? Yeah, like, that yeah, just yeah. looks like it came out of 3. Uh, and then I looked at the sky again and noticed that there are multiples of those. So I really don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, it's cool. And it's like, you know, like pixely stuff up there, too. Yeah, it's got kind of some of the stuff that it, it looks this like. This is um, all a Tron. That's what it's going to be. You. I don't want to give anything away, but um, <laughs> this this might be a reverse Tron, actually. Oh, what if Tokyo was the lie the entire time? <gasps> What if Dot is the real Tokyo? Huh. Fuck. <laughs> Not God damn this. it. Also, Reverse Tron is Matrix. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, um, no, there was a... I think one of the things I really like about this game visually is just looking up at that sky and just seeing how fucked up everything looks up there because it's still sort of like the Vortex world from 3 where it seems like you're inside of a gigantic sphere. So there's just a lot of like mountain ranges like curving in on themselves. You got the pixely stuff that looks like if you started up the PlayStation 2 without a game in it. Yes. Um, and then there's multiple like Kagasushi balls up there. And so I don't know what the deal is with that. Uh, there's also the fact that Algami is referred to as a proto fiend. Yeah. And he also keeps, well, it seems like all the angels are like androids or something. 
Uh, sure. I think that's just kind of the way that they're supposed to look. I don't think that actually is like it says anything about what they are. Uh, I think they are considering they say something about their programming, but okay. Mm, I remember that. That might have been something I didn't. That was in the read. like the the um the cutscene with Lucifer. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I was just too busy checking out Lucifer's abs, man. I was looking at his wings. They're pretty cool. Yeah. No, there's a a part after you beat the boss in the diet building where it's just like, oh, this is 100% just directly taken from SMT3. So, okay, it, it's it's got me wondering. I I know you don't care, and I can tell you, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone who is interested. Uh, in I, I do game, not so. care about the overall plot of Shin Megami Tensei yeah. at all. I I will tell you after the podcast, but for anyone who's interested in this game, no, I'd rather they find out themselves. You don't have to. I don't care. Oh, I want to talk to you about it, though. You're also, like, fairly close to that part of the game anyway, though, so. Yeah, so I'll just find out, and they'll be yeah, like, hmm, all right. Yeah, eh, whatever. Anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a fun game. I'm ratings! Like ratings for Shin Megami Tensei Five. I don't like it as much as Nocturne, <laughs> but it's, like, the second best. Okay. Like, I do, there is stuff about this that also feels like a lot like SMT2 as well, though, with the whole, like, oh, there's this idealized society that's basically being built on top of a completely fucked up Tokyo. Uh, it's just handled in a bit of a different way, where, like, your Tokyo is kind of a different thing, but it's still where everybody lives and stays safe from the demons. I have to duck this game points because uh, the main character, the Nahubino's, um melee attack is got like a sword hand which should be cool except it's not nearly as good as the demi fiend's punch no from three where it's just like bah! but to be fair i don't know that you can really like compare anything bah! to demi fiend just belting somebody in the jaw bah! it's such yeah. a good it's such a good punch <laughs> it is it's, it's, got like such... a, it's like a cartoon sound effect it's like rocky hitting a side of beef yeah Everybody who builds up Demi Fiend as being like the ultimate power in the SMT universe is doing it entirely based on the force of his punch. <laughs> yes, as they should. Yeah. It's some it's some fucking uh, Fist of the North Star shit with him where it's just like if you get hit once by this guy, you're done. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to fighting him. I've seen a lot of videos on YouTube end up in my feed of like, here's the fight with the Demi Fiend and they're all like 45 minutes long. <laughs> Great. That's a good sign. Yeah, I watched a little bit of one dude's video where he just immediately gets wiped out. <laughs> Excellent. Like, the fight loads in, the Demi Fiend pulls out his allies, and then he gets the first move, and it just draws it everybody. Gone. Yeah, it just draws everybody down to zero immediately. And the dude yeah. was, like, mid-80s with everybody. Mm. So cool. I... Seems like Demi Fiend is a boss that you need to like max the level out for to be able to fight him, which yikes. Uh, but like at the same time, I guess that's good because they're very clearly basing it off the digital Devil Saga fight, and that mm. one is fucked up. Yeah, it's probably the most brutal boss in any SMT game. Lucifer is pretty hard at the end of Nocturne, but but. Probably not as difficult. Anything anyway. else? No, I, I, I'm I enjoying it. I'm looking forward to playing some more of it today. 
great. Me too. Are you really? Or are you just saying that? No, I am, because I was playing it immediately before we started recording this. Uh, mm. Retro Corner. Oh, uh, you sure you don't want to talk about Cowboy Bebop? Yeah, I'm sure. But John Cho feared he was too sexy for Cowboy Bebop. <sighs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just noticed that out of the corner of my eye. It's just very funny to me that he would think that about anything. Uh, Retro Corner, I got a couple of ninja games for you. Okay, I like ninjas. Have you played The Revenge of Shinobi? Yes. Yeah, it's not good. Wait, is it? The original Revenge of Shinobi? Oh, okay. Original, yes. It's not good. No, it's a very early Genesis game, and so it suffers from a lot of stuff that very early Genesis games suffer from. Uh, Mainly being bad and not fun to play. Yeah. Uh, everything in it feels very floaty uh impact on like hitting enemies just kind of feels like it's not really there it just does not have a good feel to it the, the best thing about that game is the music the music is great in revenge of shinobi but god the rest of it just feels like so hollow and and janky and off as if though this was a studio's first attempt at making a game for a new console <laughs> It just it always messes me up that's Revenge of Shinobi, even though it's the first one. Yeah. Like on console anyway. Like there was the arcade one before that. But well, the bad guy stole your girl, you gotta go get revenge. Yeah, sure. It's the revenge right. of Shinobi. Yeah. The it, Shinobi. Anyway, they somehow made the second game even worse. I don't know if that's true. I didn't well, okay, to be fair, I didn't play it. And I didn't play it because everybody told me not to play it. <laughs> they had Spider Man in it. No, that's the first one. Wait, really? First one has Spider-Man and Batman. Oh, I thought that was the second. No, and then I think they like had to take those out of the Yes, American they got version. changed. So like yeah. Batman like turns into a literal Batman. Yeah, the Terminator. I think Spider-Man actually stays too. in it. Like they managed to get the rights. They just like added a copyright thing to the title screen, saying like Spider-Man's it. copyright of Marvel. It's so it's been a while. There's since also Godzilla and Darth these. Vader in it. It's been a while since I actually played these. I popped back into them last night to kind of play a few levels in each of them. I didn't get back up to Spider-Man, though, so I couldn't tell you. Like, with uh, Godzilla, like they just turned him into a skeleton. Well, so Godzilla's in the th- third game, too. You fight Mecha Godzilla is the thing. Hmm. Specifically, it's Mecha Godzilla that you're fighting. But, like, Maybe Arnold... Maybe that was the change. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the first one too. I remember, like he's basically like a Terminator kind of guy that you fight at one point in it. Okay. Like I don't know if he goes full. Ter- I can't remember if you actually like you shoot him a bunch and he has like the the uh, endoskeleton or if it's just he's made to look like Arnold from the Terminator and he's just coming at you. Um, but yeah, like there's a bunch of weird stuff like that in the first game where they just took a bunch of like American properties and turned them into bosses, which obviously was not going to fly well over here yeah but i like it it adds to sort of the weird mystique of that game that japan don't give a fuck they'll put spider-man in their ninja game wait so okay so there's no shinobi 2 there is no there isn't (laughs) there's shinobi there's revenge of shinobi and then shinobi 3 are you thinking of shadow dancer I'm looking at uh, Shinobi the Silent Fury. Shinobi 2. What? Uh, 
Okay. I was oh, thinking Shadow game, Dancer. for Game Gear. <laughs> what the fuck? See? They're Shadow Dancer, Secret of Shinobi. <sighs> Why did they do this stuff back in the day? Like, this is the same shit that they did with some other game series like I Metroid? can't remember the name of. Uh, they kind of did it with Metroid, too. Yeah. Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi. Oh, I'm thinking of... um. Oh, 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 what is it? Strider, where they did a similar thing, where it gets oh, really yeah, confusing yeah. because there is a Strider 2, but it's like on the PlayStation or something like that. And so you well, try to just... look up like the actual original Strider 2, which is not called Strider 2, and then you keep pulling up the wrong thing because it is, but it also isn't. Well, the issue with that was that it was like a different company that like made it was basically Snake's Revenge thing. Yeah. Okay, so, so I am thinking Shadow Dancer, The Secret of Shinobi. It is the second game in the Shinobi series released on the Mega Drive following The Revenge of Shinobi. Yes. Uh, however, yeah. it's not a continuation of the previous game, but rather a loose adaptation of the 1989 arcade game Shadow Dancer. See, oh, that's Jesus why Christ. I said it's not actually, like, Shinobi 2. But it is, but it also isn't. Yeah, but it is at the same time. Anyway, I did not play this one because I was told that you die in one hit, and I was like, well, that sounds fucking miserable. Uh, good times. So I did not bother to play that one. Uh, I do remember that it is based on like an arcade game, though, because that was like kind of the whole conceit of it being like a one-hit death kind of thing. Um, but I didn't play it. I, I kept getting told that it was not a good game and that I should not play it, even though uh, Wikipedia is telling me it was well-received. But, you so know... Wait, why were you saying Shinobi 2 is a bad one? Because I kept being told by people it was the bad one. Anytime I would watch like reviews and stuff or see people oh, so talk about it, they would oh, say it was, it was bad okay. and it was not worth playing. That's why so I was, I was like, confused okay, because like Shinobi 3 is great. That's yeah, Shinobi 3 is fantastic. From. Yeah, you've got that like second level, you're on the horseback and it's like the opening of Rondo of Blood. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and you gotta, like, all those shinobi, like, run directly at your horse and then you, instead of running them over with your horse... You just throw shuriken at them, and they blow up. Oh, you got like that. Um... Also, Godzilla is in Revenge of Shinobi. And, okay, he is. Uh, and yeah, then, got... it, then it gets turned into a skeleton in later versions. So I was right about that too. Okay, Larry knows more about Shinobi than Piece I do. Of apparently. Crap! Trying to <laughs> tear you. Trying to gaslight me. <laughs> the Revenge of George. I'm going to go throw a shuriken at your fucking neck. <laughs> So Shinobi three, it, Shinobi three does have Mecha Godzilla also. See, okay, but... I'm not going insane. I remembered specifically Mecha Godzilla in three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It, oh, don't one of those also have like these nuns that attack you, like on city streets or something like that? It's like you're on a bridge or something, and there's just like attack nuns. Probably. <laughs> That I want to say right. that's a thing. Yeah, I know that like the third level of three is like this whole weird body horror thing, and the level is called Body Power, which is a really good level name. But you got like mm. a bunch of brains and jars, like little cranks that pop out of there and chase you down. Oh man, Shinobi's awesome. Shinobi three in particular is awesome. The first two, wonder, not so much. What it is about that era of games, though, where they would decide like everyone had to have a level where it was like that. Where it's just like you're running through a bunch of guts like that, and every Contra game had it. Every uh, like side-scrolling shooter would have one like that. The peak of that was Earthworm Jim. Uh, it's yeah, like the absolute height of just being in someone's gross, disgusting body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was a very common level theme. 
and it kind of it, it continued a little little bit past that too like there like was, that was a that was also kind of just like a trend in general in media back then like inner yeah. space uh remember the episode of rugrats where like angelica ate a watermelon seed yes insider yeah there was that uh pc game that i've brought up a few times that terrified me as a kid where like the I think the point of that is you get shrunken down and you go inside the human oh, body. Yeah, like the educational one. Yeah. You found like that one weird site that I, still had I did. 3D was selling it. Yeah, I should probably look that up again because it was definitely on there uh, and I just, I've forgotten the name once more, but oh, that'd be a good stream game if I could get my hands on that. I'd just get terrified. I'd break down in tears. Start hyperventilating. It'd be just as bad as if I played uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I mean, there's nothing scarier than that. Oh, it's got a giant baby in it. It's terrible. Yeah, and zombies. Don't fight, don't fight any giant babies in Shinobi, though, which is why it's a very playable game. Zombies are much scarier than giant babies, though. I disagree. I would, I, hang mean, out with a, I would hang out with a zombie. I would not hang out with a baby. Okay. Well, you just see... You, Cover yourself in zombie guts and you're fine. They'll think that you're one of them. <laughs> yeah, Frank West style. You cover yourself in baby guts, though, you got a real problem on your hands. The police will come after you. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I like Shinobi 3 a whole lot. It, it feels like it's got a lot more energy behind it. Like, right out of the gate, it just feels like a much more dynamic game. It still has a lot of the same sort of gameplay elements of, like, Oh, you can do a special attack. You can cover yourself in like electricity so you can take a bunch of hits, that kind of thing. Like that's directly from one, you know, you're throwing shurikens all the time, but if you get up close to an enemy, you, you use your uh, katana on them. So it mechanically is very similar, but it just feels like by that point they had refined how it feels to play that game. And they also had like honed their skills enough on making interesting levels that are very aesthetically pleasing like the music is even better than it is in the first one and i still really like the music in the first one uh but man three just like hits it on every single level it's a fantastic game yeah they finally learned how it feels to chew five gum that's right <laughs> chewing five gum playing revenge of shinobi no no not revenge of shinobi i'm sorry shinobi <laughs> three. Oh. Play Revenge of Shinobi and Chew Five Gum. That'll make me feel like I'm dying. Oh, I, I like I like Shinobi. I like Ninja. I like PS2 Shinobi. Do you want to get Ninja? First I get Ninja on you. <laughs> then I get Ninja on your friend. I knew that would happen. That's uh, why I did it. Go Ninja, not, go Ninja, go. Yeah, I've not played the PlayStation 2 one. I watched somebody play it, but I've not actually played it myself. It's cool. It, like the whole idea with it was like chaining attacks between enemies, so you could one shot in, uh, every boss if you actually did it correctly. Which the chances of doing that first try is very low, um, but it's cool that it's technically possible because your attack gets stronger. But like every enemy, you sort of pinball between, kind of, mm. uh, and so they would have enough like smaller enemies that you can chain between them in order to one shot the bosses. That's neat. I wonder if I could find a way to play that which is dubiously legal. I bet you could. Hmm. I wonder. I do have a uh, physical copy of it. Well, I also have the 3DS game. Time Still to sealed. check eBay. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
uh oh i'm looking at this thing too uh for shinobi 3 a beta version of the original version of the game has been leaked and is now widely available as a rom image craziness that's cool hey mm. speaking of leak sorry to get all hairy carry on you here <laughs> hey did you see the leak about mystical ninja starring goemon oh no i didn't uh there was uh so there was a ps2 game which never came out here and it had a translation by working designs uh and oh, that has, and that has leaked you Koemon's can go play it now call someone the king shark word <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> uh so you know speak of stream games that might be something you could look into Koemon just shrugging and being like uh what's up with women and all their uh periods am i right guys <laughs> ibisimaru talking about only bill clinton <laughs> I, well, the thing is, like, this was a be, PS2 it game, so it would be like, yeah, yeah, it would be Bush. Yeah. It would be even better. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man, I need to find that. Yeah, that would be a great stream game. Working designs going on. Holy it's fuck. Weir- it's weird, though, because um, it's got, like, sort of more realistic proportions for going on. Oh, that sounds very disgusting. Strange. Yeah. Oh, I need I to think, see this gross, fucked up going on. I think it was, like, the last going on game. Uh, no, it couldn't have been the last one because I think there have been one since then for like DS and stuff, um, like Game Boy Advance maybe. But uh, it's oh really yeah, something. this is weird looking. Yeah, this is on a PlayStation Two. This seems like it'd be running on a PlayStation One. Oh, this is a very this is a very blocky Goemon. I don't know. Yeah, I. We'll still probably check this out. We can do this on a on a stream. Goemon okay. looks younger is part of the problem in this too. He doesn't have like his little uh the little like red paint on his like uh on the sides of his mouth or anything like that. It actually it reminds me of um that Brave Fencer Musashi sequel on the PlayStation 2 where they really like changed oh, up how everything yeah. looked. Yeah. yeah. That game was not very good. No, it was not. I mean that was like barely a sequel, right? Yeah, it was one of those weird things where you could probably call it like anything else and it would still work. Like it just has the Brave Fencer Musashi name slapped onto it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Boken Jidai Katsugeki Goemon is the name of this. Uh, yeah. Released for a PS2 in December 2000. Man, that's an early PS2 game too. Just like The Revenge of Shinobi, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> sure it's great. Um... It was rumored Sony squashed the game's North American release due to subpar graphics, though this has yet to have been proven. Which is I mean, interesting. This, this looks pretty bad. Yeah. Like it says, like graphically. I don't know, you said you wanted to use ball breakers as the thumbnail, but there's a pretty <laughs> good one of just Goemon scratching his head and, and a like thing on the bottom that says PS2 BJK Goemon tips and glitches. I mean, still though, like for that early of a ps2 game like you look at other stuff from that time and doesn't look that different sure yeah um but yes two prototype builds of the unreleased english language version were leaked on the internet in november 13th unveiling is going to be released as mystical ninja goemon zero anyway uh look forward to that friday maybe (laughs) well if we don't do the e3 thing i'm not sure oh, also if man. i don't get horribly sick on the day that we stream but uh, as usual we'll, we'll see yeah 
I haven't been feeling great lately, but, but uh, maybe I'm on the mend. I don't know. I'm feeling fine Doubt today, it. so hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Typing on a typewriter. Feeling fine. <laughs> over and over again. Uh, oh, ratings. Right. Um, yeah, they're both good. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> good by dinosaurs. It's been so long talking about how the first one was bad. Uh, they're, they're both fine. You have, uh, to get take, you have to take the ratings like at least somewhat seriously. <laughs> like you can do your stupid like scales, <laughs> but you can't just be like, "This game sucks. This one's good." Anyway, they're both fine. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, let's see. What could I use as a scale for these ninja games? Uh. Well, of course, there's three ninjas, so I think a scale of uh, one through three is probably a good way to rank both these games. One, of course, being the best. Uh, two being in the middle and three being the worst. Uh, so I would say that uh, the Revenge of Shinobi is, of course, a three, uh, whereas Shinobi three is a one. Uh, and that's my ratings. <laughs> okay. It's a little bit of math humor there for you. <laughs> yeah, that's math humor. That's right. <laughs> I know numbers. One, two, three. See, I got them. Why was six afraid of seven? I don't know. Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> That's some math humor for you. Numbers can't eat other numbers. <laughs> sure they can. <laughs> it's funny because it's so absurd. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because of the pun, really. <laughs> What's a pun? Goodbye, dinosaurs. Goodbye, dinosaurs.